What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're about to talk UFC Austin, break down the card, talk the fights and stuff. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe, comment your picks for UFC Austin. Give us the bets, the parlays. We want to hear all of that. I'm Paul. Pick a winner. I'm pouring up my shot. And who's with me? You're right, you know, man. It's your boy, Cap. Water boy, so boy. And you know I had to bring out the... <laughs> the Christmas sweater, you feel me? Nice and ugly for him. But was it too early? Was it too early nah, for I was saying the, the card will be December 2nd. It'll be the, I mean, technically, it'll be the first card of the, uh of the december so i mean it's only right to start getting festive that's what i'm saying so that's how i'm coming with it it's beginning to look a lot like christmas over here you feel me shit i know i walked outside today and it felt a lot like christmas it was cold as shit cold as fuck and you know we from florida you feel me this is not okay to america people yeah but Austin, I don't know what the degrees will be but it won't matter we got a heater of a fucking ufc austin card but Neil Darius versus Armin Saryukian's uh, main eventing. Co-main event was Dan Hooker, Bobby Green. But Bobby, uh, Dan Hooker had to pull out. The guy he fought in his last fight, the Jalen Turner versus Dan Hooker war, split decision fight. That was a great fight. Well, Jalen Turner says, fuck it. My boy Dan can't make it. I'll pull up. So he's fighting Bobby Green in the co-main event. We got Rob Font uh, welcoming Davison Figueroa. Uh, former flyweight champ into the bantamweights. First fight of bantamweights is gonna be Rob Font, and then Sean Brady, Kelvin Gastelum, got Clay Gouda on the undercard, Misha Tate on the undercard. You got, you got a nice little stacked UFC Austin card. Nah, for real. I was low key thinking that this week was two ninety six, so I was kind of I thought I was gonna be hurt that it wasn't. Nah, but then he started dropping the names, and I'm like, whoa. Austin's about to be a banger. What fight? What fight do you want to talk first? Uh, let's start off. Uh, start off the first fight on the main card. Now, well, it was the the opening main card fight. Sean Brady, Kelvin Gastelum. I we, I mean, we saw Sean Brady once last uh, this year, or last year against Belial Muhammad gets his head boxed off, and then Kelvin Gastelum. We saw him first fight back, and he goes up against Curtis in Miami. We oh yeah, we was there for that. I was about to say. I remember his um, his um. He has risen. He he snapped in the speech. I was like, okay, I see. But I mean, that was his first fight in two years. So we didn't. And it's uh, Sean Brady. Same thing. It was his first fight in like two years going up against Balu Muhammad, and he got his head boxed off. One looking good in his first fight back. The other one didn't look too good. Both of their second fight back at welterweight. It is a pick'em. Gaslam plus 100, Sean Brady minus 120, uh, right down the middle right now. I, which way are you swinging here? I mean, maybe it's because I'm biased. Kelvin is quite close to Kevin. So motherfucking – Yeah, I might be one bias. But the but the letter that is the difference is an L. It would be different if his name was like Kev, 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 Kev Wynn. Like I'd be like, okay, this, this guy I could trust. But Kelvin, like that's an L. I'm not always positive about it. But he did look great in his first fight back. I think his first fight, I picked Curtis last time because I wasn't expecting him to be on point. I wasn't expecting him to throw the heavy-ass hands he was throwing, and I forgot the chin that he has. So this is why I'm probably going to be leaning a little bit more towards Gasolum. But I don't think Brady's a slouch even slightly. It is at welterweight. 
Gaslam is a middleweight fighter moving down to the 170s. I want to see how he looks on the uh whenever they do the weight cut, the weigh-ins and everything. Shit, I've I mean he was always kind of like the short, chubby kind of guy. So yeah. him going down kind of makes sense. He can lean out. He, I mean, he is only five nine. He's actually shorter than Sean Brady. So it might be better for him to be in a division where he actually has the same reach and height as most of the people in there. But it is always bad to see like an old I mean he's not super old, only thirty-two, but like he's had some fight, he has some L's, like some bad losses where a lot of damage, like he has some miles on the tank. Don't, don't ever forget his fight against Izzy. War. Bro, you would have thought like they give me that fight again, run it back type shit. Like, but I don't like him going down the way kind of scares me because uh like you don't really see 30 plus year olds cutting weight and going to a different weight class and like succeeding. But maybe uh, it's time for a new look for him. We saw Paul uh Paul Craig move weight classes earlier this year and he's done great since he's moved or like but I got Sean Brady in this fight. Just Khalil Muhammad, one wrestling ass motherfucker. So Sean Brady's one thing is he wrestled like a motherfucker himself, but he knew going against Khalil that that shit was gonna counteract. So it was kind of like I got a box with him. Khalil just has better hands. No one would have guessed it. So I think against Kelvin Gastelum, even though Gastelum probably will be the bigger guy since he's moving down in weight, I think Brady still is gonna be able to get it to the mat, get the ugly control time. And this win like a, a rugged decision. Now I can respect that to the fullest, and I did. I didn't pencil that in when I made my decision, but I'm gonna stand by it. I like how I like Gaston in this one, but I like this to be a good fight. And then from one pick him to another pick him. Wow, this is Rob Font versus Davison Figueroa, longtime flyweight champ, God of War. No one could stop this man. Now he's up at Bantamweight. He was always known as a weight bully. Uh, so he's now in a weight class that actually suits him. He won't have to struggle to make weight. But Rob Font, I mean, yeah, he's coming off a loss. But, I mean, we saw what he did to Adrian Yanez. Like, fucking sent him to the shadow round. Like, Rob Font taking a loss to Sanhagen, where Sanhagen just mauled him and stood on top of him for five rounds with one shoulder. We, to be I was there for that. And Nashville, yeah, Kevin was there for that fight. But we haven't seen Figgy at this weight class. I mean, back-to-back fights where we got a, a long-time fighter moving weight classes. That's interesting that I was there for um, back for the last two fighters. I can't wait to hear the third fight we come to. What if I was there for that one, too? That's true. You was at Rafon's last two fights Kevin was in attendance for. Man, that's crazy. I should have pulled up to Austin. And I actually like Austin. I've been to Austin before. That's the only place in Texas I've been to. Low-key. Um, low so I'm a Rob, Maybe that's why I'm picking Rob Font in this fight. I'm low-key a Rob Font fan. I'm like, I'm I'm a I, I go to all the Rob Font fights. But um that's funny. Remember Miami? This was the fight I missed because I went to go I went to go buy a shirt because my brother. Yeah. And I was and this fight only took like two seconds. I was like, it's crazy. So um I'm taking Rob Font. I, one of my favorite things about Rob Font was that he's pretty tough. He's pretty durable. And, I mean, he's not a wrestling-ass motherfucker at all, is what I learned in the Sanhagen fight. But in the Cheeto fight, in the Adrian Yano fight, Yanez fight, I just feel like he's always just going to be throwing hands. And if he can just stay on his feet and throw hands, he's always going to look comfortable in, um, in a fight with somebody. So I'm probably going to lean towards Robbie on this one. But how are you coming? 
see, I kind of see that too. Like as long as Rob's on his feet, and like is Figgy gonna be able to get him down? Yeah, Figgy has good takedowns and good uh, submissions, but fifteen pounds. Like he's going like flyweight's one twenty five, and bantamweight's one forty. Like there's a reason oh, why wow. boxing there's a one a one twenty six, a one thirty, one thirty five, then a one forty. Like at smaller weight classes, like that, are you talking about one thirty five? Yeah, but 126, 130, 135, 140. No, I'm saying Bantamweight. Isn't Bantamweight 135? Uh, it, oh, yeah, you're right. It's 135. But still, that's a 10-pound jump. That's three. That's a three-division jump in boxing. Like, that, like, that and, and someone broke it down to me. It's like, it's all science. Like, that's why in boxing, like, you go from 175 to 200, like, that that's not that big of a jump because you weigh more. It's less percentage of your body weight. But like when you're 130 pounds, moving up 10 pounds is damn near 10 percent of your body weight. Yeah. So like, is his power gonna be there? Like, this could be a Cheeto Vera Rob Font type of fight where Rob Font's looking good, but then Figgy cracks him because Figgy's got that God of War strength. But does he have God of War strength now at Bantamweight? Like, those are like, it is some serious questions. And for that, it's hard for me to pick him, especially at 35 years old moving up. Like, he's no spring chicken. And I'm, I'm going to take the safe pick here. I could be wrong. We could see a Figgy TKO because his power does carry into the next weight class. And we've seen Rob Font's chin get cracked a few times. So, do you have the power to do it? But I'm going to say, I'm going to rock with you at Rob Font here. Hell yeah. I think Figgy is not a bad pick. But I look at when Alex Pieta went up. You were thinking like, oh, he's going to be better in this division. He looks – this is his actual division. And then our first fight against um, Young, he didn't look the best. It was very close. Sure. It was very close. And it looked like he started to get comfortable with it. He looked a little slower a little bit. So that's what I'm expecting from Figgy, just because of how old he is. I don't – I don't really see like a Volk situation where you go up and kind of match dude toe for toe in the first fight. I'm kind of seeing, um, I see it more of it going towards Figgy just like trying to trying to feel out and land one of those crazy power punches. And with it only being a three round fight, I'm expecting Rob Font to come in with a come in with a game plan to just know that I can't get knocked out by this crazy dude's power. I'm not gonna go in too crazy. I'm definitely not gonna reach. I like Rob on this one. And shout out Rob, the man who takes the hard fights. I mean, last four fights, oh, Jose Aldo was a loss. Cheeto Vera, then he, the up-and-coming prospect, Adrian Yanez, knocks him out. And then Corey Sanhagen, it follows up with the first fight for Figgy in this weight class, former longtime champ. So it's just, a man ain't scared of nothing. And he wasn't original because there's another fight that Figgy was supposed to fight for um... – his, his first one, like, yeah, this was and it got scrapped. I remember the the rumors. Uh-huh. I can't remember who it was, but it, it, homie definitely didn't want the smoke after after the shit circulated. Oh yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Then we but, got yeah, Rob. Rob only takes the hard fights, so respect to that boy. And then we got our co-main event of the night, kind of some makeshift co-main event, but I'm not mad with it. Uh, Jalen Turner taking on Bobby Green. Jalen Turner, one of the bigger, by far the biggest favorite we talked about so far. Minus 225, Bobby Green plus 185. Still not the biggest odds, but people expecting Turner to get the win. Turner is nine years younger than Bobby Green, 28 to his 37. 
Turner's five inches taller, got a six inch reach advantage, Southball versus the Orthodox, which is Bobby Green. It's like everything on paper is like leaning towards Jalen Turner. But Jalen Turner, I mean, we see that boy. His last fight, Dan Hooker, who was supposed to be the co main event. They had a war. They went back and forth. Dan Hooker's shorter man. Dan Hooker's shorter arm man. That didn't matter in that fight. And Bobby Green's a vet. Bobby Green's awkward. He keeps his hands down low. He doesn't allow you to shoot takedowns. He kind of throws awkward angles. Maybe Jalen Turner hasn't seen that yet and isn't ready for it. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, man. Shout out Jalen Turner. You know I love people that pick up fights at the last second. You know I love that shit. So, um, I think this fight is set up to be a fucking banger. I'm not going to lie to you. I really could see some real hands in throwing on this bitch. And I think if this fight is coming out to be exciting and he's coming in with a mindset to go to another war, I like Bobby Green in it. But I think if Dan Turner controls the pace of this fight and just opens, sets up his shots and lands them, he doesn't have to stress too much grappling or too much wrestling because he's just doing what he has to do on the feet. I can see him doing that. But I don't know. Bobby Green's been on the tear recently. Bobby Green has uh, been like, reinventing himself. Like He's been, been winning. Yeah, I'm kind of 50-50 on these fights. But I'm, I could see Bobby Green um, pulling up, not really an upset, but pulling out the win and kind of talking his shit afterwards. But I'm going to take I want to take Jalen Turner, but I can really see myself picking Bobby Green. Hey, if you take Bobby, you'll take the first dog on the card. I'm taking Jalen Turner here, and I'm going by knockout. I think Jalen Turner is just – he's just younger. He's in his prime. He's long. He's got power. And Bobby Green keeps his hands down low to, like, throw awkward shots, but that also allows him to get caught. He, he relies a lot on head movement. And by, like, the second round, I feel like he's not going to have the same, like, quickness – to himself that he did in the first round. And then a couple of those big shots are going to land. And then, like, Turner likes to throw those, like, elbows on the inside. I I can definitely see an elbow be the thing that, like, hurts Bobby Green. And then Turner gets on top and just finishes it. I like I like Turner here, and I like the finish here. Okay, I can respect that. I think I want to take Turner, but I'm going to take Bobby Green. That's my dog. And then our main event. This one, to me, is the hard one to pick. Odds are just about the same for this fight. But Neil Daruesh, plus 225. Armin and minus 275 here. Daruesh coming off the L to Oliveira, where he kind of got kind of got put in his place. <laughs> and then Armin Zaryukian, I, I mean, he has that uh, one loss to Islam. Not a bad loss, uh, like five years later. But then the other loss to Mark, uh, Gamrot, which is a very controversial Decision. But outside of that, he's walked through everybody. Three finishes in his last five fights. Uh, and it's done, even the ones he hasn't finished, it's just him mauling people from top position, and there's nothing they can do about it. Where's Armin Sarukian from? He is uh, from Armenia. Armenia? You have. You have you at Khabib. Now I'm playing. But he been fucking shit up, bro. I'm a big Armin Sarukian fan. I love watching Armin. His wrestling, 
my favorite scrambles to this day that I've ever seen was the in those in those fights against um in that fight against Gamrot. So many great scrambles for wrestling and everything like that. So I love to see it. Um, I just I as a fan I got um Sarukian, but as a analyst, I think I have to give that to Darius. I think Darius is well rounded. His fight against Oliveira was just Olives is just him. Like Olive just proved that there's level citizenship. And you're just not at that level per se. But I'm pretty sure like I like him to be able to fuck up the rest of the division. So as a fan, I'm gonna be rooting for Saruki and saying, Yeah, get his ass on me. But like for a pick, I think it would be solid to pick Darius. Back to back dogs for that boy Kev. Mm. I'm rocking the big dog myself too. Give me the plus two twenty five. Give me Darius to get the win. Kev hit on it. He's so well-rounded, and I kind of disrespected the guy by saying he got put in his place, but Kev said it a better way than me. There's just levels. There's Islam and Oliveira, and then there's everybody else in the division. No, I think it's Islam, Oliveira. Then there's, like, the Justin Gaethje's, Darius's, Dustin Poitier's, and shit like that. Well, I guess Justin Poitier might be down the level, but we'll talk about that another day. Even if Oliveira fought Saryukian, I think we see a similar result. So, like, one's coming off of, like, mauling people. Another one's coming off a bad loss. So, like, some people might be feeling scared to pick Darius. But I think it's time, to, it's time to cash in on the dog. When do you ever see him as a plus 200 dog? And he, they have a shared opponent in Gamrot. He beat Gamrot, and that shit wasn't questionable. That shit oh. was he cracked him with a left, dropped him, stuffed, I think, like 18 takedowns in that fight. Saryukian is a great wrestler, but this is the try. This is this is the finally the true test of if you can't take him down, what are you going to do? Is, are your hands up to par? Because, like, him and Gamrod just scrambled for five minutes around. Like, that, like, yeah, shit was crazy. And it would brawl, just throw like wild shit that would lead into another fucking shoot. And, I don't think that's going to happen with Darius. Like, Darius is going to stuff a takedown, make you stand up with him, and then, then we're going to really get to see what Zaryukian's really about. Now, that's an awesome breakdown. I love the fact that you said if Charles Oliveira fought Zaryukian, he would be coming off the heel. The same thing would have happened. Me, personally, I think Zaryukian would have tried, would have took him down, and um, Oliveira would immediately figure out a way to turn it into a sub. Yeah, but, but like that's similar result. You said what happened? Similar result. Like you're like you're not you're not getting the win on Ollie, and you probably you're not even seeing judges against Ollie. No, 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 no. Nobody fucks with Ollie. Well, great breakdown, man. But that's how that shit's coming, man. It'd be nice to see Sarukian win. He work his way back up up higher in the top five. Maybe fight um a Dustin Poitier or a Justin Gaethje. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> If Zaryukin wins, I mean, other than Ali, I think he doesn't have to fight. No, like, Ali probably gets the Islam fight, but he probably gets the fight next just because imagine, like, they go Abu Dhabi, Zaryukin versus Islam. That would be crazy. Like, that, like, that's what they're like. They're licking their chops just thinking about it right now. I don't know if you're staying put that long. You know, nigga, you know, individuals don't like to stay put that long. Yeah, the, the the people from over there, they, they just like to fight. Oh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, UFC Austin is going to be a banger. Last year, if y'all don't know, every fight was a finish in UFC Austin. I think it was the only car to ever do that. 
just main card or main card and prelims? And prelims. Wow, that's insane. Full card finish and um like there's been fight nights to do that or apexes. I mean, like there's been apex events, but you know some of those be like eight fights, like it'll be like not even a full ass card. This is like a legit card that everything was finished last year. Maybe they carry the same momentum. I know you Austin, the crowd was crazy last year, so hopefully we get the same thing. Oh uh, yeah. And don't forget uh the Misha Tate siding, Clay Gouda siding, they're also on the card. They'll see it. They'll be opening the undercard for this banger of a main card. My dog, Clay Gouda in this bitch. Okay. Yeah. You know, long hair brawler. That's who I style myself after. But go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your picks, your bets for the weekend. I'm Paul Pickle Winham. That's Kevin, Street Fight Enthusiast Savoy. And if y'all didn't know, now y'all know, motherfuckers. <laughs>